Welcome to the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron. How are you guys? A lot of podcasts this week. I hope you guys are ready, you know, and great content. Uh, genuinely mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's I've had a blast this week so far, and I'm only looking forward to hopefully tomorrow night's podcast. With that being said, as always, if you enjoy the show or if you want to take a little courageous step, hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate the support. Leave a little review, you know, on iTunes or whatever, wherever you decide to listen to your podcasts. I'm available where most podcasts can be found. Um, so huge, huge, huge uh, thank you if you're subscribing or if you're already subscribed. I genuinely appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. With all that being said, you can always find out the, the newest, latest, and greatest information on the website, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. Changes are coming. I'm working on them as we speak. And um, with that, you'll be able to get a little more information. You'll be able to see the people I'm having on. Still working on the video for anyone who doesn't know that already. And I'm hoping to have that all squared away by February 1. And then you'll be able to watch my beautiful podcast on all the major video feeds. But enough about that. As always, you can find the po- you can find all that information once again at the brutallyhonestpodcast.com website and you can get all the good information there. Last but not least, we have two sponsors tonight. The first sponsor is Read Resumes and re- your resume, if you don't know, is incredibly important. Having your LinkedIn profile is incredibly important. Having a well-polished and ready resume LinkedIn is so key. If you're looking for a job, you're never you, your opportunities are so limited if you have a less than perfect LinkedIn or a less than perfect resume. If you have these things, it makes recruiters be able to find you. It makes your first introductions better. It may unlock doors that you may have never had access to prior, but now because you have these these sources, this resume, this LinkedIn, you will have those opportunities that you may have not had before. That is why it's so incredibly important to get a well-written resume done. Go reach out to Ron. He's at readresumes.com, R-E-E-D, resumes.com, and he's going to hook you up. He's going to take care of you. He's he's really going to dive in and find out about you, who you are, and how you want this to reflect you in whatever field you're looking to move to. And even if you're not looking to move, Get it done now before you're looking to move. You don't want to be out of a job or ready to leave and then you have to scramble to get all the paperwork done. Get it when it's comfortable. when you can. And it's a great snapshot of where you are. I can't stress that enough. It's super important. ReadResumes.com, R-E-E-D, Resumes.com. Go check him out. They He's got a CPRW. He's an incredible dude. Just I can't say enough good things about him. And he's a genuine friend of mine too. And... Last but not least, huge thank you to the Nerds That Care for providing the outsourced IT company, the outsourced IT company that will help you get through whatever technology needs you have. Whether it's building a full system infrastructure, it could be switching and routing and all that jazz, I would say, um, as far as your business goes. And you're not, you may not understand it. You know, if you're a professional in one field, why are you going to try to learn another field? Keep doing what you're really good at and pay somebody else to take care of what you're not good at. That's the smartest way to do things. It's the most efficient way to do things. Trying to learn a million things isn't always the right way to go unless you're just a really good learner. So go check out nerdsthatcare.com for your outsourced IT needs. Help desk support, antivirus, all that good jazz, backups, um, 
you know, when you you need help, you call them. You know, you have an issue, you call the plumber. You have an issue with your computer. You have an issue at home with plumbing. You call the plumber. You have an issue with your computers. You call the nerds. It's that simple. They're going to take care of it. You have you have an issue with your office. Or you're curious about what's going on. You call the nerds. You get a full picture of what's going on. Nerds.care.com. Go check them out. And my guest this week is Brian Carp. The dude is a animal. He's in the Hall of Fame for Remax Real Estate. Um, just a super stellar dude. I've honestly, I don't think I've come across many people, uh, if not anybody, who has the energy, drive, and deter- determination that he does. He shares a bunch of stories with me. Love the shit out of this guy. You guys are going to love this. You guys, I hope you love this episode as much as I did because this is probably one of my favorites. And I probably say that a lot, but just a stellar dude and to be able to sit down with him without a million other people around and really get to talk to him i found information out that most people don't even know about him which was super cool so please welcome brian carp Forty-one houses. Hundred and forty-one houses. I don't even know a hundred people, so I don't know how that's possible. I saw that you post. Uh, I don't even know a hundred and forty pe- or a hundred people, and I sold one hundred and forty-one houses. It's not even possible. I actually just spent the last two days calling every single one of my clients from last year, uh-huh. just to wish them a happy new year, check in with them, god and I'm like, damn. oh my god, you start to forget about people. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. You're probably the only person that's done that. I don't. There might be teams of uh-huh. people stacked together, five or ten real estate yeah. agents who have done that much. I don't think there's one single agent or broker who's done that. Well, then I don't know the if volume or called everybody. Oh, I just meant 141 houses. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's insane. Like I was trying to tell. Like I'm like I've, I'm now I'm talking to people. I'm like, and this is before the show. And I'm like, uh, people are like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about moving or selling a house, buying a house. I'm like, oh, you gotta talk to my buddy. And they're like, and this is before we even met. And they're like, what? Why? What? I go. He is the real estate giant. Like he he will get your house sold. He will buy. He will get your. He will get you in a house. Doesn't matter. He will close it. He's the top dog. And they're like, no way. I'm like, no. He's literally number one on Long Island, in New York. You number one, in New York. I don't. They the real estate. They always try to keep it just like uh, company wide. They mm. never rank every agent versus each other. That sucks. No, listen. I'm all about competition. Exactly. I'm, I'm an ex football player. I yeah, play yeah, college yeah. football. So the reason you know I'm, I'm all about competition. <laughs> That's what drives me every day. That's insane, dude. How'd you? Know, all right. So let's start from the beginning because you have a extremely unique story. Okay. Obviously, with college football, and we'll start. I guess we should, maybe we should start with the story that Mike was saying. You know, your your lateness to practice one day. Well, it wasn't the lateness to practice. It was just, um, I guess, the work ethic that I was brought up with, which I think high level athletics taught me. Mm-hmm. But basically, we every Tuesday and Thursday morning we had running. And it was, you could not be late to it. This is the middle of the winter. So I, I went to Stony Brook University. Shout out to anyone who knows Stony Brook. Um, and I was living in Kelly Quad. So Kelly. Kelly Quad, it's like up in the, it's up in the hills of Stony Brook. Okay. Okay. On campus. Mm-hmm. So at that time I was driving uh, a 1983 white LeBaron convertible. Okay. With the blue leather interior. Uh, it was the middle of the winter, so my alarm went off. I grabbed a, a protein bar, and I got in my car, and I start driving down to the sports complex. Mm-hmm. And I'm going down the hill, and my car is going like this. And my car had no gas gauge. It had no um, 
to tell you how fast the car yeah. was going. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I, I think I ran out of gas. And I look at my watch because at that time, you know, we didn't have really cell phones. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, I'm going to be late to practice. So I just hopped out of the car and I started running. Because <laughs> in football, there's no excuse for being late. If I would have walked in late, the coach didn't care that I slept late. He didn't care that the car broke down. So that's kind of my mantra, if that's even the right yeah, word, yeah, yeah. or my motto for life. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just no excuses. I don't want to hear your excuses. Everyone's got an excuse. I'm tired of excuses. Yeah. that's Dude, that's incredible. Were you on time, by the way? I was on time. And my car oh, got towed. Savage. Oh, God. The, yeah, no, the car got towed. I had oh. to, They put a boot on it. Stony Brook's really big in the boots. So they put a boot on it, and then uh, I had to go get it out. But coach never knew I was late. No one knew I was late, and it was it was perfect. Dude, you're an animal. It's, so, it's, it's just my it was yeah, just my just mindset. Mentality. Just the mentality. So now, how did you break in? So college football to real estate. Okay, so not really in the same field here. Not right? really the same field. So I graduate from college. Yeah. Top of the real estate market. 2004, 2005. Okay. Okay. Um, had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine gave me this book that changed my life forever mm-hmm. called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, I've read it. By Robert great, Kiyosaki. Great book. Epic. I, t- I, I actually give that book to people now. I, I, I actually was going to bring a copy of that because that book, I actually have like 20 copies at my house and I just send it to people when I talk about it. Yep. The book changed my life forever. I read the book and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is me. I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, before and I said I, I want to be involved in real estate I want to get into real estate so basically what happened is I ran out top of the real estate market and I grew up in Belmore Wanto America and I, you couldn't touch houses there so I basically ran out and bought a two family house and this okay. is the top of the real estate market and my, you bought it I bought it yeah oh. so top of the real estate market it was a two family house mm-hmm. um and my wife, who was my girlfriend then, was living upstairs, giving me $500 a month. I had tenants living downstairs who was giving me $1,500 a month. My mortgage payment was $2,000 a year, mm-hmm. a month, excuse me. And I was like, wait, one night I'm doing all the numbers. I'm like, I'm living here for free. This yeah. is amazing. So I'm like, I want to be a real estate investor. Uh-huh. So I really got my real estate license because I wanted to start buying rental properties. Okay. Um, and my first year, I sold three houses, friends and family. Then after that, it was 10 houses, you just, yeah, you and just then went, you 20 the houses, and- 30 houses. And before you know, I wake up, and it's almost 10 years later. Uh, Long Island Pulse magazine chose me as Long Island's power broker, which is crazy. And yeah. then this year, 141 houses, which is totally bananas. And I did all of this. My first five or six years in real estate, was uh-huh. I was doing it part-time. I was wow. selling 50 houses a year, uh-huh. 50 to 70 houses a year part-time. So basically what I did was I graduated college. I knew I, I knew I was an entrepreneur. I knew I was different. I knew I, I couldn't just be behind a desk every day. Mm-hmm. So I graduated from college. One of – a very close friend of mine at the university got me my first like real job. Mm-hmm. And it was working at a liquor company in Manhattan selling liquor. So I only la- – basically the first week they send you with different people. So you check their routes out. Yeah. So one week I'm with Bob, the next week I'm with Tom. My last week, and this is like a six-week training course, they gave me with this guy named Nikolai. And mm-hmm. Nikolai was the top producer. Nikolai had the BMW. Nikolai was big time. Everyone yeah. wanted Nikolai's route. <laughs> so I was a young punk kid at that time. So it was a summer day. It was lunchtime. Nikolai was going to kick out at like 3 o'clock. He was driving me around in his BMW, me, yeah. introducing me to all his clients. So we're eating a sandwich. you know, And I, I had a a set on me at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Nikolai, what are you making? 
and he told me what he was making, mm-hmm. and the next day, I quit. God damn. The reason I quit was because if Nikolai was the top dog, if Nikolai had the route that everyone wanted, and that's what he was making, that's not what I even wanted to make a month. Do you, you know? remember that number? That I remember that number, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I, I never say numbers to try to, to – I just want to impress upon you my no, no, mindset. No, absolutely. And, I, was, dude, and I, I had nothing else to turn to. Mm-hmm. I went home. I told my wife. I'm like – you know, it was and it was a good salary, but it's not what I wanted to do. And I, I'm like, why am I going to surround myself with people who are striving to be like Nikolai mm-hmm. and have Nikolai's route and make what Nikolai's making if that's what I wanted? Yeah. So I left that, and then the story goes on. And my dad, who was a union uh, electrician, worked for Con Ed for 35 years. Not like the new generation where people jump from job to job to job. And uh, he's like, listen, um, why don't you get a union job? You'll always you'll have a you'll be able to support your family. You'll always have a salary. You'll always have benefits. Yeah, that's the old school mindset. Yeah, the old school mindset. So I did actually. I got a book, and I was a union insulator for nine years. Really? And I basically built my real estate business. So what I would I would do is I would wake up at three thirty four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I would drive into Manhattan. I would put on insulation mm-hmm. until twelve thirty one o'clock, and then I would drive home. The whole way home, I was hustling up real estate, talking about real estate, mm-hmm. and then I would go out and hustle till eight, nine o'clock at night. And everybody in construction thought I was just the average construction worker. Mm-hmm. I didn't go in there and talk about real estate or talk about investments and talk about passive income, but I literally walked around for nine years in construction listening to music, and everyone thought I was listening to Metallica, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. I was listening to podcasts. I was listening to self-help books, motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. And I basically filled so much information in my head that I created my reality. And I built my real estate business so big that one, one summer, uh, I made more money in real estate than I did all year in construction. But I still went in the next day because that's my mindset. Yeah, you just got, go. got Just got to go. And my wife was like, listen, I really think you need to dive into this real estate full time. Real estate is my addiction. Like, mm-hmm. I can't help myself. It's not like a – yes, this is my job. Yes, this is my business. But real estate is, is – it's running through my blood. Yeah. It's, I'm never working. This is my hobby. Yeah. That you just made a reality. That I made a reality. That's incredible. That is the definition of hustle right there. That's it. I, I, got, a, I got a mug that I drink coffee out of in the morning that says hustle. That uh, I just bought one that says tears of the people I've offended. But <laughs> a little bit different than my hustle. <laughs> But on the on the same uh, on the same thing, um, it's it's funny too because people uh, now the podcast is getting out. You know, it's finally taking off slowly. But you know, people are hearing about it. oh, how's the podcast doing? Like, it's not like oh, has it's weird. It's it's transitioned from like has everything, has school, has the family to hey, how's the podcast going? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this is weird. And then I'm like, oh, you know, like it's cool. Like, I'm just meeting a ton of people, and I tell people, and they're like, wow, like you like. That's that's incredible. I'm like, yeah, it really is. And then you get you always have the haters. I'm sure you probably have them as well. Absolutely. And I'm like, what's with all the negativity? Just because you suck yeah. and you don't want to put any effort in, why do I have to be penalized? Oh, listen, I'm all about that. And it's fine. People are people are gonna hate. People are gonna hate. Yep. Listen, one of the things that I that one of my mentors said to me is that and I, I feel the same way, I wanna build the biggest building. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's just the analogy for I wanna have the biggest real estate business, I wanna be the most successful person. But I'm not doing it by tearing down anyone else's. Of course. That's the that's the best way to do it. It's just hey, you know, if you, everybody else has got their buildings, I'm just gonna build mine. I'm gonna, gonna build bigger. mine is even bigger yep. and better. Yep. 
Absolutely, 100%. And listen, they don't want to. My whole mantra was all my friends uh, when we were younger were going to the Hamptons, going to the Jersey Shore, Mm -hmm. and I was waking up early in the morning and hustling real estate. Mm -hmm. Or I was hustling in some other hustle that I had. So. I was, the, I was the kid who had the lemonade stand. I was the kid that in high school, not even high school, in like elementary school, it was summer. And I had, I basically built like a, I, I told a story in the B&I group, but basically what I did was um, when it started snowing, I went around to everyone and I was convincing them to basically pay me like a, a VIG and I would shovel their driveway. Mm-hmm. And then I was having my friends go do the work, pay them a little bit less and making the override. Oh, smart. So you've – oh, so it runs through your blood. Yeah, I, I can't help it. Um, smart. I worked – when I was a kid, I was like 13 or 14. I worked at this delicatessen called Causeway Deli. Okay. Okay? I used to work the morning shift. So I used to – the place used to open up. I don't remember now. Maybe it was 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I used to like to get up that early and get in there because I'd work my eight hours. My bum friends, which I still love today, mm-hmm. would only be getting up at 12, 1 o'clock. Yes. So I didn't miss anything. Yep. And, uh, you know, I was really mean on the fryer. I'd make some great uh, bacon, egg, and cheese, you know, <laughs> uh, B&E. And one day the phone rings. So I'm, I'm on the grill. I'm cooking up things. And I answer the phone. I'm like, Causeway Deli here. And the woman's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're looking for Causeway Catering. And um, we, um, we're having a dinner party. And we need a bartender. So in my head, I'm like, lady, you're calling the wrong joint. This is yeah. Causeway Deli. But then I was like, wait. And I was like, hold on one second. Let me transfer you to the uh, catering department. So I put the phone down. I picked it up. I'm like, yeah, this is Brian at the catering department. Well, what do you need, honey? She's like, well, um, I need a bartender. I'm like, how much are you gonna uh, how much are you looking to spend? Looking to spend about 150 bucks. I'm like, okay, where is it? She was like, I don't remember where it was. Yeah, yeah. What day? Saturday the eighth. Okay, from three to ten. No problem. I'll have someone there. So next thing I know, I hung up the phone. I called my buddy Sean mm-hmm. and um, I'm like, listen, Sean, uh, would you like to bartend? He's like, beer money? Absolutely. I'm like, all right, the gig only pays hundred bucks. He's like, yeah, no problem. And I charged a woman 150 and made my 50 bucks. You're an animal. <laughs> like, that's so smart. That uh, <laughs> Let me transfer you over. Hold on one second. <laughs> to think on the fly like that. I just, that's, but that's, that's in my DNA. That's, it just, I can't help myself. It was a win-win for Sean. My boy Sean had beer money, bought us all a round of drinks. Yeah. And he was the bartender extraordinaire. Uh-huh. I made my little piece. The woman was happy. It's a win-win situation. Yeah. Wow. Very smart. I mean, and how old were you when you were doing this? Young, probably. I was young. This is probably, I was still in college, uh, and I was coming home over the summer Mm -hmm. uh, in between football. So maybe I was, I don't know, college years, what are you, 18 to? Yeah, like 21, 22, somewhere. 22. So maybe I was like 20 years old, 21 years old. Just making, just starting already. That's it. That's it. That's great. And the lady paid you in cash, and that was it? She paid Sean in cash. Sean brought my, uh, listen, I had no time into it. It's all about ROI of my time. I was the richest. I was the richest kid in the world. I spent one minute on the phone with her, smoothed her up a little bit. I made my fifty dollars, and Sean made a hundred bucks. And she never even knew. She had no idea. She's probably still calling Causeway Deli, looking for the uh, best bartenders in Long Island. <laughs> That's incredible, man. That's absolutely incredible. So my friends used to. Even before this, I remember like fifth and sixth grade, my friends would play basketball, racquetball, and it was the fall. And I just remember knocking doors and raking leaves. Just, yeah, just making money. Making money. That's crazy. And it's, all, it's always been about making money. It was always about making money. Damn. Did you party at all? I partied. I enjoyed myself. Okay, good. But I was more 
I was more it's obsessed. Hustle, it's the hustle because yeah. I've always had this. Basically, my my end goal, which I'm never hiding from anybody, is to be financially free by 40. Nice. So that's smart. I'm 34 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, in six years, I'd like to have enough passive income coming in where I don't need to work anymore. Not saying I'm not going to work because obviously, you know, it, that's I love I, working. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you're going anywhere for a very long time. But I'm so basically the reason since I was a young kid, since I remember, since my 20s. My goal was always to save and make enough money where I could start buying rental houses. And today, mm-hmm. me and my wife have a, uh, have a large rental portfolio. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. And my friends call me mailbox money. On the yeah, fir- first of the month, I'm going to the mailbox and grabbing the checks. Yep. I even got my Monopoly cufflinks on today. <laughs> it's not even the first of the month. That's – dude, kudos to you, man. That's – you know, you, I think one of my favorite things about this is it's, one, it's always been in your blood. Like, you're not a tryhard. There's so many people that are tryhards. They put this facade up right. where it's like, oh, you know, I, I'm going to look like I'm working all the time or whatever it is. And, um, where the, and it's funny now because now I know I know your story and I, I knew your story a while ago when Mike told me. And I see real estate people and no, no nothing against them. Nothing against them. Um, and they're like, oh, I'm working so hard. You know, I'm selling 12 houses. And I'm like, oh, it's probably a struggle. You're not working. See, yeah. real estate's not even work. Yeah. I used to do construction. I used to put a respirator on. That's work. Yeah. That's real work. Like yeah. my my hat's off to anyone who labors and works for a living. Mm-hmm. Me putting a suit on and hustling up real estate is not work. Yeah. Just passion and people people don't but I don't think people have the work ethic anymore. That's that's the problem. Uh, now, that I'm glad you brought that up. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want to offend everybody. A lot of people are lazy. I they, offend people all the time. That's why I have a cup <laughs> or a mug. I have to be a little more PC. All right, I got to right, be a little more PC right, in, my, in my game. But um, that's why that's why it's easy. People just don't want to work. I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning. You wake up every morning at 4 a.m.? Um, I'm very routine. I'm like, you know, if, if, someone wa- if uh, the uh, mob wanted to come murder me, they would know what I was doing at 525 every Monday morning. Like it's – Set in stone. It's set in stone what I'm doing. You know, I'm routine. It's all about the routine. What, so what? So what does a normal day in Brian Cobb's life look like? Normal day is four a.m. wake up. Really, Every, four a.m. on the dot. On the dot. Are no you snooze. A- I gave up the snooze button like decades ago. Really? Don't even talk I'm about, to me about to, the snooze. Yeah, I'm about to give it up. Oh, it's gonna change your life. <laughs> it's gonna change your life. It's unbelievable. So, so I'll tell you when I first gave up the snooze button. It, it was back in college. Uh, it was back in college, mm-hmm. and I was with my wife and. Um, I remember she was staying over, and I, I had to. I knew I just it was football was over already, so I knew I wanted to work out that day. The, the alarm went off at six o'clock, and she was like, "Oh, honey, just stay in bed. Let's relax, and we'll get breakfast, and you go to class." And mm-hmm. you would do that once or twice, and then all day long, you would regret it. Like that extra half an hour, that extra hour of sleep. You never feel better. It's over like this. I know. That's the most depressing part about it. Mm-hmm. And when, and it's funny you said this because when I do wake up, you know, first shot, hey, it's going off. And I, I think I have seasonal depression. And I don't know how much you believe in seasonal depression, if that's a real thing. But, like, <laughs> I am lazy in the wintertime. Like, I just don't – I have no drive. Like, yeah. it's the – it just mm-hmm. falls off. Summertime, like, yeah. let like if I couldn't – if I didn't – if I – Somebody said, here's a pill. You could either sleep eight hours and you're going to feel amazing every day, or you could just not sleep. I would take the not sleep pill right. without even blinking an eye, and mm-hmm. I would just be up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and just I think it's going to change your life. Just give up. Just think about me. Every time you're going to hit that snooze button, mm-hmm. you'll, you, you never <laughs> at 6 enjoy, a.m. At 6 a.m., you never enjoy that half an hour of snooze. It's over like this, I and know. then all day you're regretting it. 
get up, get the day going. Like the mantra for the day is the way you start it. Yeah. So Monday morning, 4 a.m. And sometimes I'm, I'm always – listen, I'm, I'm in competition against myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've started at 3.30 sometimes. All right, let's, let's really get it. Let's really knock this day. What do you do at 3.30 in real estate? Um, I'm in my office. Now, do you have an office? I have a home office. Biggest mistake of home office for anyone who builds a home office never put a French door because my kids come up to the door and they put their paws on it all day long. Uh, So you should have a solid oak door. (laughs) Or almost like a pro tip. (laughs) Pro tip. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. They can come in and uh, say the pro tip. So you just start. Pushing paperwork and pushing paperwork. So my thing is, when the day starts, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, when the phones start ringing and people start hitting their desks and checking mm-hmm. in, I want to have my entire day already planned mm-hmm. and know what I'm going to be doing. So I want to know who I'm calling. I want to know um, what emails need to be sent. I'm firing out emails at four a.m. What I've started to do with my staff is I'll hold the emails in my draft because I don't want to upset them, you know, and hitting them in emails at four four thirty in the morning. Dude, go. For- I get emails at all hours of the night. It's more text messages. You know what we have to invent? We have to invent an app that I could send the text messages but decide what time I want them to hit the people. They have that, but it's Android right now. Okay. And you know, I'm, I, as I told you before, I'm all yeah. Apple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's Unfortunately, the iPhone's slacking a little bit. They are. I'm okay with that, you know, but it would be useful to, you know, send somebody a reminder or like, hey, you know, let me send Brian Copper a reminder text message. Uh, like, let me plan it like two weeks in advance. Yeah. And then, okay, boom, you know, oh, the day be before, great. could you, uh, hey, you okay? The only problem is if you did it too far in advance, you'd forget about it and then you're double, triple texting. You know, it, it might we, be, but I'm just losing it to, I'm texting people, yeah, yeah. I'm following up with people. Absolutely. Like, as soon as the, in my mind, as soon as the phones open up, 7 8 o'clock, I'm pounding people, I'm hitting them. So 4 a.m. gives me a chance to get everything uh, ready and then I'm big into the gym. Okay. So I like to get all my work ready. I like to get to the gym, get a workout in, and then I try my best to walk in the door from the gym at 7, 7.15, just in time for my boys and my wife to wake up. And then I could spend some QT with them, mm-hmm. get them all excited, ramped up for the day. On the way on the bus, I like to put my son on the bus, and then I could attack the day. You figured it out. The res- you figured out your recipe. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Consistency. It's all about consistency. Yeah, just do it. Doesn't have to do- be perfect. Just every day show up. Uh-huh. Show up to practice. Just show up. That's half the battle. Do you still stay in touch with your coach? I still stay in touch with my coach. I do. Yeah, good call. Sam Kornhauser. He's a he's a gentleman and a scholar, great guy. He's like a surrogate father to me. That's ins- I still stay in touch awesome. with my high school coach, go out to dinner with him from time to time. And so when you go out there, when you go to dinner with them like do you thank them? Like, how does that I look? do, I do. Because it, it was, listen, they, 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 if you played any kind of athletics, and, and my boys, I'm going to get them in, we're starting athletics, and I don't even care if they're good. It's not even about being good. It's just about being a part of a team, mm-hmm. not wanting to let your team members down. Mm-hmm. And it's about working and pushing yourself a little bit harder. That's what athletics teaches you. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, hey, hey, I, I'm going to die, coach. I can't run anymore. And then you got to keep running. Mm-hmm. That's what it teaches you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's um, you know, it, it, there's too many people that as soon as as soon as it gets a little tough, I'm done. That's easy. I love. I'm that. done. I love it. I just I I love. I know you said you you may have seasonal depression. And listen, I'm even more amped up and excited in the summer. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. I love the warm weather, tank tops. Yeah. Once it's 20, like anything lower than 20 degrees, not a fan. But I love the holiday season. I love the winter because everyone kind of relaxes. Like I love the holidays. Take the holidays off, because I'm not. 
Mm. I'm hustling even harder. Mm, Thanksgiving, smart. Christmas, it's one day a year. You don't need to pack in two months. Yeah. Yeah. That's – I like that. I love it. I, I, I'm a little – I'm like – I'm almost awkward in my regular life mm-hmm. during the day because if someone's trying to call me during a day that isn't business related, it's it's hard for me to jump, stop what I'm doing, spend a half an hour with them because I'm so focused. Yeah. You know, listen, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. How are you going to use them? Exactly. You're going to sleep 20 of them? Or are you going to hustle 20 of them? Yeah. How, now, when do you go to bed? Nine. Oh, you go to bed at nine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so nothing, fl- good, nothing good happens after nine o'clock. I don't know. I don't really watch TV, so mm-hmm. I couldn't couldn't say. Yeah. Um. All right. So you nine sleep- once in a blue moon, I'll push it to nine thirty. But so you sleep yeah, at seven hours a night. Six, seven hours. That's all you need. Yeah. Anything, I usually, anything I usually more. sleep six, six, yeah. six and a half. It's perfect. Yeah. Damn. Routine. That's it. It's all the routine. Now, what, all right. So to to jump into real estate, and you said you're you're definitely know some finance too. What books and stuff like that did you read? So that's why I was so excited and elated because this is my first podcast to be on. Okay. Which is pretty good. I, I, was, I was interviewed by another podcast, but this is moons ago. Um, I was a huge before anyone, before a podcast was a cool word, I was listening to it. That, see, that's what I'm super jealous of. Like, I didn't know. Like, I only found, when I found out about podcasts, addicted. Like, yeah. immediately addicted. Yeah. Because remember, I did construction. So, seven hours a day, I had to kill. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to, I was never a music person. So, it started off, I was even listening to like talk radio because I was, I had a, th- a thirst for knowledge about mm-hmm. real estate, money, finance before podcasts even existed. So, once they came out, I was like, oh my God. I'm surprised you didn't start your own podcast. I should, I, you, you I, would I literally it. be the top dog. I know, I know. Me and Adam Carolla. Yeah. I know, the pod father. The Podfather, the <laughs> Jesus, like that's like yeah. I that, know. I missed that one. I missed that one. The, I was too busy, you know, running, building the real estate brand, building the yeah. business. No, th- I mean that's that's tremendous. That was that's actually one thing I do miss about going to college is my commute to college. You know, it's sometimes it's an hour if I got to go there multiple times. It's two, three, four hours. Right. You know, or traveling and whatnot. It's like now I'm like, all right, you know, my commute's seven minutes away. I no, like, you can't I, get anything. You can't yeah, get anything in. Uh, hi. Okay, I'm here at work. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh. And like, then, like, Audible, before podcasts were big, I had audible.com. So I digested everything out there. Anything self help, like, I, I totally digested it. Do you still read and stuff like that? I, um, or listen to podcasts? And I'm, I'm pretty out there. I'm pretty open with it. I can't read. So mm-hmm. I'm dyslexic. Um, I have a learning disability, so I only today read on a third or fourth grade level. Thank God for technology. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank God for Siri. Uh-huh. Like, if if anyone's emailing me and texting me, just know that Brian Carb has never typed a word into the phone. It's always been Siri. <laughs> even before Siri, <laughs> even before Siri existed, it was either my wife or my mother that I would call and yeah. say, "How do you spell this?" Or I had a service that was like fifty dollars a month. Wait for this, and who knows where this company is? Where I used to call a phone number. And it wasn't for dyslexic people. This was for like, I don't know, for like entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. I called the number and they would email it to me, what I said. Uh-huh. So if I was leaving you a text message, hey, pal, let's meet up and you know uh, get a beer, I would call the phone number and then they would email it to me and I would copy and paste it. This is before Siri and all these things existed. That's cr- – hey, you, you figured out your recipe for you got, getting You got to figure it out. God damn. Like that, like that's just, it's so incredible that you figured out all these life hacks, whether it's, you know, there's so many people out there that 
they hit the wall mm-hmm. and it and it's and it and it's not even it's not even i shouldn't even say it's a wall it's like a, a small hill right. and they don't and they don't even want to go over it or, or a couple steps and they don't want to go over it and you're like ah, oh, you know i've learned disability boom let me find something that'll work you know all right 50 bucks a month what money well spent you know yeah, i'm not i'm not shaking down my wife I'm not shaking down my my mom to, to hey how do you spell this you know it's done 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 like there's a solution for it all that's it i i remember before they had audio books uh, I used to have these big, and you could probably Google it, these big tape recorders. These big tape recorders, they were yellow tape recorders they would give to the blind. And I would basically call this service for blind people, mm-hmm. um, and they would send me these tape recorders, and I used to listen to books on tape. I remember listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. I hope that I hope that's, that's on your playlist. My, that's on my list. Of, okay. uh, that's actually probably going to be my next book that I'm going to – yeah, it's great. Think and Grow Witch. And we'll, we'll, we could speak a whole hour about m- my thoughts on that. But I, I I, was – and even before the tape recorder, I have vivid memories of mm, – I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen this too. Yeah. And I had vivid memories of even having like the record player of one. Because, I, listen, I, I'm the OG. I was doing this before. I'm the, I'm the, oh, I was on the ground floor. <laughs> I was on the ground floor of dyslexia. <laughs> it was before, before it was cool and before everyone was able to read and listen to stuff. <laughs> It would be so school would have been so much easier for me if I was eight years old right now, because I, now what, here's what I was question. doing. Yeah, would it be? And here's my here's my follow up, because everything is so easy now. No, you're right. Everything was hard for me. So to me, it was just natural that you're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to f- yeah figure. You your figured way out. out that I'm going to live a life of a lot of struggle, and I need to figure this out. Right. It, it, like. I, it, Great job because it's almost like a callus that was had to be built. Yeah, no, that's great because now it, and and by all, by no stretch of the imagination do I want to offend anybody, but like now it's like oh you have a learning disability. Well, let me let me bring in a teacher. Let me bring in this. Let me bring in this. Like there's never any struggle that you hit that makes you figure anything out. That was it anymore. Like I, I may not be. I'm probably far from the smartest person. I'm just willing to outwork everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, like I, the street smarts. Mm-hmm. I got the street smarts. That's what it is. That's kind of where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Just hey, you know what? Start a podcast. Welcome to the club. Yeah, figure we'll it see, out. We'll see, yeah, we'll see who. Uh... That's how I started real estate. I put on a suit. I had no idea what I was doing. That's crazy. And the next thing you know, it, you, you turn around and you and I had this you know this amazing business that I couldn't be more blessed to have. Mm-hmm. I, I wake up every morning. And I say I got the best life in the whole world. I believe it. I do. I really do. No one's got a better life than me. I get to do whatever I want every single day. Which is real estate. Which is real estate. This, yeah. is, this is what I would be doing. Yeah, Don't tell everyone that, yes, I get paid for this, but I would do this for free. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love negotiating. I love putting deals together. Yeah, that's – I'm slowly realizing that putting deals together is an addiction. I just watched – I just listened to uh, Pitch Anything by Orrin Claff. I don't okay. know if you ever heard of it. And uh, great book. And I, and I do the audio books. I don't – Good. It's not, it's not so much that I can't read – Reading just takes too much time. Yeah. You know, I got to sit down. And it is great because it really sucks in your focus to, to read the book. And I actually read the entire book of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. First book I ever read, by the way. Really? Uh, last year, yeah. First book I've ever read. So I'm not far away from where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and listened. I listened to it. Oh, yeah. Amazing book. And then uh, Oren Claff has a book and he basically talks about, you know, how to pitch things and this, that, and the other thing. And the best part about it is the like the one of the last chapters in the book and it's all about his last deal 
that he did. And he came out of retirement for yeah. it. He brought it in. And he's like, I, he's like, I couldn't give this one up. And he's like, it's not even for the money. It's for the victory at the end. Well, I, I was like, what? What I, what I figured out, because I try to self, you know, uh, self-look at myself or mm-hmm. whatever the right is. Uh, self-help? Self, well, not self-help, but self-look at what – why am I wh- – why am I doing this? It's because in football, you would – Kill the guy in front of you because I was a defensive lineman and you mm-hmm. would go after the quarterback. There was no better feeling in the whole world than sacking the quarterback and everyone in the world hitting you, hugging you, all the stadium. Mm-hmm. So I'm just chasing that. And the deals are me chasing it. Yeah. That's yeah, what it it's is. not the money. It's, it's no, just, it's not the it's, money. It's the closure. I'm, I'm not in real estate for the money. Yeah. It's a byproduct. And um, doing so well is a byproduct of me being able to help so many people. That's all it really is. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just putting a deal together. That's what it is. And helping people. I know it sounds corny, but literally, I love making what people think is impossible happen. I believe it. I mean, I, don't, I haven't bought a house yet, but mm-hmm. I could imagine that it's probably pretty strenuous on both parties. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Now, what, what is that? What is, what is real estate like? For anyone, because I'm I've never been in it. Like, what is it like? What do you see? And it's funny your... that like like my whole world is real estate. And yeah. if it wasn't for the podcast, you, you may would see one of Brian Carp signs. Never I even see know Brian Carp signs everywhere. I appreciate and that. Actually, um, I followed you a while ago, and I'm talking to Mike, and I go, "You see what Brian Carp just posted?" He's like, "What?" He goes, "Hey, meet little Brian and meet cardboard Brian." And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> My, my I whole, loved it. I loved oh, it. Oh, good. Thank you. I don't take myself too seriously. And from the beginning, and I think one of the keys to my success was I'm about building a brand. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing. So my goal is to build a brand. And the, it just happens to be Brian Carp is the brand. Mm-hmm. My face is the brand. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's all about being out there, being bigger than life, being th- – High octane, high protein, super aggressive. Yes. That's my tagline. Yeah, that is. So I appreciate that that you enjoyed that. No, absolutely. So what is what is a day in your what is a day in your real estate like? Like what do you, what do you do as your uh, an agent, right? Yeah, real estate agent. That's yeah. Correct. So like, mm-hmm. what is because I don't even know what real estate agents. Okay. Do. I just know that they sell houses. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, what is a day or what is your job or what do you do exactly between everybody? Well, I I, I this fo- might sound dumb, but no, no, it's not dumb at all. Uh, I focus on listing homes. That's my okay. specialty. So really, basically, what I do is I spend my time on servicing my clients. Mm-hmm. I spend time marketing and advertising their house, and then bringing new business in, mm-hmm. meeting new people. That's it. I love it. I love sitting down with people and break. Listen, when I sit down with people, I'm, I never, I don't just come in there talking about price, what the house is worth, commission. That, that really doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. I want to know their story and why they're selling mm-hmm. because I've talked people out of selling. Sometimes it's not the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. That's why I've become the financial guru too. And because of all the self-help books and all the podcasts, mm-hmm. um, I sit down there. Why are we selling? What's the end goal? What's the end goal? Because I don't want to just sell the house and then you're telling me that you're out in the street or you have nowhere to go yeah. or you don't have the game plan. Mm-hmm. I'm all about planning. So I've been – I was planning 10 years ago. So I'm 34 today. So at 24, I literally planned to be sitting where I am right here. Probably. Maybe not being interviewed by you on the podcast, yeah. but literally where I am with the business. Uh-huh. Maybe not selling 100 homes, but selling 50 homes, building my rental portfolio. Mm-hmm. and building my passive income. So I planned it. I'm all about delayed gratification. I think that kind of goes with all my other stuff that I'm into. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather delay it now. Yeah, delay, delay, delay. I'm all about delay. Soak it all in. Oh, absolutely. I'm pl- right now, I'm planning 2023. That's what I'm all about. Every decision I make now, you come to me with a big life decision. 
business, family. I say, what would what would be best for Brian Carp and his family 2025? Mm-hmm. That decision is not made today. The decision's yeah. made what's best for then. Mm-hmm. Damn. It's, it's, that's incredible. That it, That's always your first thought. Always. And it was like that at 18. It was like that at 18, 19, 20. That's, that was always been my whole thing. It was to, all right, I know I have to go out and feed my family. I know I have to get benefits. I know I have to get a salary. But th- this, is, this is not for me. This mm-hmm. is not for me. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's a, it was a blessing, the construction. It was a blessing. It taught me what real work is and real hustle was. But my goal was always to build the big the, the business big enough to jump out of it. Yeah. Out of the construction business and then build this. Now, is there an end goal uh, other than financial freedom for you? Like, is th- there, there is. Like- me and my wife talk about this all the time because she's like, you're never going to stop. She's like, you're never going to stop. You're gonna- I don't think you will stop. That's- I, I think I will. I think really? I will. Um, the end goal is to have enough passive income, so have enough rentals. Today, mm-hmm. me and my wife own eight rental properties. Okay. So the goal is to have enough passive income coming in that will out um, sustain our expenses. Mm-hmm. And then I will scale back the real estate business. I don't know if I could ever leave it, just like what you were saying to yeah. me. It's like sacking the quarterback, that feeling. I, I can't help yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Putting the deal together. And then I think I'll spend more time with my family. I'll maybe coach the kids' football team. Mm-hmm. I'll always invest in real estate. No one believes in investing in real estate more than me. Maybe develop a little bit. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I love analyzing businesses. I love getting into business and I love sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sales. I think sales is one of the biggest things that goes underappreciated in this world. Oh, 100%. And, and I, I always tell people, I'm like, why? Like, why do you think that sales – like, why wouldn't you want to be able to control how much money you make? Like, that's the one thing that people – I just don't get – they're like, oh, well, what if you, like, don't – don't you know, what if you don't close a deal that month? Well, it's because you didn't work hard enough. 100%. You, you got you to go all in. You gotta, yeah. Listen, I'm not a gambler. The only person I gamble on is myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm all in on that. No Jake's fifty eight for you? No, no Jake's fifty eight. Really? But I, I drive by then I look I look at I look at all the cars that I'm blown away. And then in my mind just goes, Wow, this is amazing for the owner of the hotel. This is you know, I'm thinking about the money. Oh, I'm I'm interested genius in the business. business move. Genius. Genius. That yeah. place because I go there. Okay. Very infrequently. Okay. Um I've probably which, mean, which means you go there all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> I re- no, I I literally think I've put cash out of my own pocket into that place seventy dollars. Okay. The first time I lost fifty dollars in I could have I could have torn my dollar in a strategic way and made it last longer, lighting it on fire than it did in the, one of the machines. And then the other day, I had some friends that were like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Jake's Fifty Eight. Do you want to come?" Um, and it was after at work, and I was bartending, and I was like, "Hey, you know, like I'll swing by." I was like, "I'm not gonna dump a lot of money into the thing, like mm-hmm. you know, twenty, thirty, maybe forty bucks after forty dollars I'm capping. Like that's yeah. it. that's what I'm willing to lose, and that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but you know, it was just I'm like, I know that it's gonna. I'm basically giving this money away. See. Why I don't go there and why I'm not into it is because I get to I get to play real life Monopoly. Yes, and that so that's like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, real you, life your Monopoly. your addiction with or where people like to do gambling and they like that like go up fifty bucks, go up a hundred. I'm all in. Like I, I get to play that in real life. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's so fun about what I do. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That is. You are literally playing. I've never really thought about that. You're literally playing real life Monopoly. I am. Hundred percent. That was my, when I was a kid. That was my favorite game. Favorite game, really? Yeah, yeah. I never had anybody to play with, unfortunately. Oh, really? I played it a couple times, but I never. Nobody. Such such a damn long game. Yeah. Everyone says I was. They didn't want to play with me. I wasn't the nicest guy. I just playing the rules. Just playing the rules. Yeah, playing know? the rules and making money. Making money. That was it. That's yeah. so funny. Where did it all start? Monopoly. It started Monopoly. It all started Monopoly. <laughs> but uh, hey, I won the other night at X fifty eight. Didn't win a lot of money. Went won fifty bucks, but. You know, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm happy. Like, I yeah, I, I don't enjoy that. Like, yeah. I, 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 I made I would, my money back. Mm-hmm. Over, I would be overall. socially awkward there. You don't have to talk to anybody. 
I would, but I would be awkward. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Like, uh, I can't. I'm sitting on the couch with my wife at, at night because it's like nine o'clock before I go to bed. I want to spend a little QT with her, mm-hmm. and I, I can't help myself. I'm on my phone. I just can't sit still. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I shouldn't say I have that, but I, I definitely there's I if I have had an addiction to working. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Like I'm like I'd rather work than hang out with friends. Like I'd rather get something done. Yeah. You know, oh, oh everybody's it. going out Friday night. Yep. Rather hustle. Like. Yeah. Let's Absolutely. work on the podcast. Let's work on the website. Yeah, Let's figure this it. out. Let's troubleshoot that's this. That's it. I love it. Yeah. I love that. That's that's me. I'm all about the hustle. For sure. I love getting up earlier than everyone else and just getting Four it done. 4 a.m. That was crazy. You I mean, you go to bed it. at 9. So yeah. that's a reasonable time. I'm, I usually go to, I'm usually in bed at midnight. <sighs> midnight. Yeah, right. Oh my God. Probably an hour that you never see. I, no, I never see that. Maybe to go to the bathroom or something. But. <laughs> <laughs> I go to bed. I'm, I'm in bed. I'm usually in bed sometime around midnight and then. Uh, I'm up at you know six six in the morning. I'm usually pretty good for it, but uh, that snooze alarm, man. No, you that's give alarm. it up. Give it up. Summertime snooze alarm. The alarm goes off. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like when it's cold, I'm like fuck. No, like, I feel when it's cold, I like it even better because I know everyone else hitting snooze. Like I love it. I love when everyone else is. Oh, packing I gotta it change in. that now. I'm gonna be up every. Oh, morning. just know that. Just just know that I'm ch- I'm running, not physically running, but just know that I'm running. Yeah, I play I play my life like people are chasing me. I can't help the feeling that I'm you're being just chased. Going, you're just going. Like I feel time. like I'm being chased. Yeah. Well, you, I, you are. I mean, you are now the top. Like you're the top dog. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to everybody's trying to be you right now. Right. At least in the real estate market. And it's fine. And listen, anyone calls me up, I'll give them the I always I'll give you there's nothing I did special. Mm-hmm. It was just hustle and grind. Yeah. Just yeah, the recipe for success is out there. It's, it's easy. Just, it's easy. Yep. And, but, but listen, you put me on you put me next to my competition on a treadmill, I'll die on the treadmill before I get off. Mm. The blood-seeking attitude, I like it. Yeah, that's it. That's great. That's it. I'm all in. I'm very impressed. Thank you. I appreciate it. Very, that. very impressed. And so with all these audiobooks, what, first of all, let's, what are your like two or three favorite real estate books? For anyone who's listening, just looking to you get got it. You Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Got to do it. Robert yeah. Kiyosaki, and then I digested all of his stuff. Um, Every the cash flow quadrants. That's my next. That's another book I want. It's a good one. Else. It's a good one. It, it just listen. I, I'm my end goal is to have multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. If you look at any multimillionaire, they have six streams of income. That's what it is. And then, you know, all the books I was reading when I was a kid. Ninety percent of the first generational millionaires were made in real estate, and because of my disability and because i'm just the i'm just average i'm just mm-hmm. average at everything i'm like the only way i'm gonna make it is real estate mm-hmm. you know my lot in life was just to be the average joe mm-hmm. and i was and i was i said fuck that it wasn't for me yeah absolutely yeah why would it be i just couldn't have that so rich dad poor dad uh cash flow quadrants was another one uh think and grow rich by napoleon hill mm-hmm. which is great hold that we'll come back to that one mm-hmm. i love that one um have you listened to these multiple times? All of them multiple times. Okay, good. I could like recite. Big guy, you know who I'm really into uh, years ago, I don't hear him as much as Dave Ramsey. Did you ever hear Dave Ramsey? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Love Dave he's Ramsey. A, he has a pretty big podcast right now. Dave, huge. He's one of the biggest podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I was listening to it when everyone he's was buy, in- He's buying other people's podcasts, which is crazy. Like, yeah. Who would have thought that a free service mm-hmm. would be being purchased outright by 
major companies. Yeah. Oh, he, that he's, blows my mind. Well, he's such a brand. Yeah. And then I, I was listening to him when everyone was in their diapers. When mm-hmm. he just he was on the radio and just hit out his podcast, like it just came out. It wasn't even working properly. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the transition of him bringing in these other personalities, mm-hmm. and then they changed the name of the company. It used to be the Dave Ramsey organization, and now mm-hmm. it's like Lan- it's a different organization because yeah. he's slowly moving himself out of it mm-hmm. because he built a brand around himself. Yeah. And that, and that's really what I'm trying to do in real estate. Mm-hmm. That's why I want the biggest signs. That's why I have my car wrapped. It's all about brand. Build the building the brand. So when you so, what what is your exit strategy? Obviously, you're gonna leave at some point. Like, what is your exit strategy? I'm telling everyone it's 2023. 2023, you're done. That's that's the plan. It's 40. But now what? So now you built this brand. What's gonna happen to the brand? I have I haven't thought about it yet. Dude, I thought you're planning five years out, man. Well, I won't need the brand anymore at that time. Mm. Because it, the the end goal and why I'm doing the real estate and why I'm hustling so hard is. Real estate allows me to have a great, great income, and it allows me to take that income and buy rental properties. Mm-hmm. And um, those rental properties give me passive income. And th- that's really the end goal is all Just, of that. Yeah. And now you buy rental properties on Long Island? Right or? here. This is my hood. Really? I, I, I hope one day, if I don't already have the most houses in Ronkonkoma. Goddamn. Last year, I sold the most houses in Ronkonkoma, which I'm super proud of because I remember starting the business, looking at other people who dominated that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, and I do a ton of business in Smithtown, Wisconsin, Hop Hog, all across Long Island. Yeah. But I remember seeing these people dominating it, and I was like, I could take this over. All right. So now here's a question for you because I'm, I'm, I have an extreme interest in real estate investing. What are your thoughts on investing? Obviously, you invest in Long Island, so mm-hmm. they're probably pretty good. But like, what are your thoughts on like, you know, you have New York State is a uh, tenant-friendly state, you sure. know? What happened? Like, what are your thoughts on that? You know, what what makes you decide to buy a rental property? I buy my rental properties here because I want to be able. Okay, so I'm I'm an inside player here. Mm-hmm. Out of New York, I'm just an average Joe. The mm-hmm. reason I don't touch commercial real estate all the time. People will ask me, Brian, can you help me sell a commercial building? I will refer them to someone else. I am not the expert at commercial, but I know my stuff about residential. So I'm an inside player here. It's just like why I don't put one dollar in the stock market. I'm not an inside player. Mm. But here in real estate, I am the inside player. So you don't do any stocks? No stocks. I'm all in on real estate because I'm the inside player. Mm. Genius. So the reason I, I do it here is because I could physically hug my houses. Mm-hmm. I had a business years ago, and I, once I got rid of that business and I was out of it, um, I said I'm, I'm only going to invest in real estate because it's an asset. It's, it's a tangible asset. Mm-hmm. You know, businesses and even, even nerds, you guys are building this name, this brand, but at the end of the day – you know, how tangible is it? But the real estate behind it is always. Mm-hmm. So here's something to think about. Um, I'm not going to put names in because I would never want to offend anybody. But there, there was this an amazing store that uh, was there probably for 80 years. Okay. And, they, and from what I was told, they tried to sell the store a few times. They were unable to sell the store, probably because the business really wasn't worth anything. Where is it Long Island? It's Long Island. I don't want to get too much in the detail. Okay. Um, but if you stay with me on the story, mm-hmm. and they tried to sell the business many times, it probably really wasn't worth much. Mm-hmm. You know, the the people who went to the store and they had the best reviews. Everyone loved them, but the business at the end of the day, at the end of the eighty years or hundred years of them running it, passing it through generations, the business was worthless. Mm-hmm. But the biggest asset was the building the business was in, mm. and they sold that building. So to me, at the end of the day, you know, what the nerds should be doing is building this business as big as possible, which I see you guys taking over the world. Mm-hmm. But really, the end game is should buy your own building. Yeah. Like, it, it's absurd not to. Mm-hmm. Because in 30 years, when maybe we don't even use 
I don't know, yeah. but you need you to can have say computers. Yeah, <laughs> we may not even use computers anymore. Yeah, uh, I don't want to oh, offend you guys. Uh, no, 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 you're not. No, I'm probably in the same boat as you. Everything's going to be a VR. Yeah. So in 30 years, when they may not need you guys as much or as many as you guys, mm-hmm. at least the owner of this company, mm-hmm. if he can't sell nerds, he could at least sell the building. Which mm. I can guarantee you, the building is going to be 10x what it was what they purchased it for. Yeah, you think that's the whole market on Long Island? 10x everything, everything in real estate. Real, the market right now is totally crazy. I've I've never seen the market this this amazing. Well, yeah, you sold 141 houses. It's yeah, it's it's just. It's, I was hoping for 150, man. I know, I know. Listen, I I, I never even thought 100 was doable. Yeah. I believe it. You blew it out of the water. Blew it out. It's unbelievable. So now, so how many houses? What's the goal for this year? I don't. I'm not setting. I'm not. I get. I woke up January one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. No, no. I, I woke up January. <laughs> I always wake up January one, and after Christmas and all that uh, finishes up, I kind of get like this pit in my stomach. Why? Because I'm like, January one, I start off with zero. Mm. You know, this is that's how our salesmen are. We start off with zero. Of course, I have a, a, a great inventory, and of course, I have uh, a lot of houses in contract, and I, I have tons of amazing clients that always refer me. But I start off at zero. Mm. So January one, I started off at zero, and I'm like, how am I ever going to sell? Even I remember saying to myself last year, I'm like, how am I ever going to sell seventy houses again? Oh my god! So I just I don't think about it. I don't mm. set like a number goal. I have. Personal goals that I'm trying to do is collect more real estate, you know, mm-hmm. keep buying my rentals. So those yeah. are the goals that I set, which I've already wrote my goals for the year. I'm big into, you Running know, setting goals. that up. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't put a number goal on it because you get overwhelmed. 140 houses, you divide that by 52 weeks. What is that? Yeah. It's a Two, lot. three houses a week. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's totally crazy. But you do it. That's it. I just work my work as hard as I possibly can every single day and it all comes to fruition. That's Wherever right. it lands, it lands. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad. I was. I was. I was like, oh man. I wonder if he's trying to hit like 200. No, nah, you can't. Year. I would just set myself up for failure. Like I, I don't yeah. even know if I could do it. Yeah. There's not even enough hours in the day. That's the problem. What to sell that many houses? Yeah. I, it's yeah, just but you me. probably thought about that at 100 houses. I did. And then you always because listen, the human body and the mind is the most adaptable thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So you just got to adapt to it. And when I first started, I was like, oh my god, 20 houses a year is a lot. 30 houses a year is a lot. And then you build the systems, you build the back end, mm-hmm. and then you build the stamina for it, mm-hmm. the stomach. Yeah, to just get it done. To get it done, yeah. And That's then, crazy. Yeah, I built it up to 100, and then 140. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I got the best life in the whole world. That's sickening, man. I mean, sickening in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to have that drive, to make sure it all, make it all happen. And it's funny you say, like, oh, you know, I'm going into – 2018 with no houses, even though you haven't been contract and whatnot, and you're still yeah like like that's that my cycle. Mindset. That's my mindset. That's I start so off with zero. See, because oh, I'm totally different. I mean, th- this is actually the first year I've ever said um, 2018 is going to be my year. Mm-hmm. Like I- I've never said that before. I'm always like, that's bullshit. That does not happen. You know, oh my god, one day I wake up and all of a sudden the game's going to yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. But like, and I'm not saying that the game's going to change, but I'm like, all right, 2018, I'm going to make some serious stuff happen. Never said that before. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. It's that like continuous cycle. All right, mm-hmm. you know, you hit the bottom of the cycle. Time to go back up and around again. And um, now it's like, hey, you know, 2018, we're going full force. Like, Absolutely. this is you. Sometimes just have the feeling about the year. I felt that way 2017. I'm like, this is my year. Really? Yeah, I'm feeling good about 2018 without a doubt. Hundred percent. Same feeling. Eight just feels like a good number. 
Yeah, 2018. Yeah, I don't good. know what it is, but I'm I'm excited for like I've never been excited for a year. I'm just like ah, it's just yeah, like okay, great. The difference between December and January is now we had, I have no holidays off. Like that's that's it. So think about the way you're feeling about 2018 mm-hmm. is the way I physically wake up every morning. Like I wake up every morning excited for the day, like and just feeling good. Like, yeah, only good things are gonna happen. Yeah, which which I ended up figuring out how I became this way is my mother. Mm. My mother, my entire life was always, even to this day, if we pull my phone, um, Robert's filming us, but uh, we read her text messages. It's always, how's it going? Amazing Brian, best Brian in the world. Like my mother is incredible. She basically built me up to who I was. And then I just walked into it. It was a self-fulfilling prosophy. She, she had a, a, she mom. bought me a mug when I was like 20 years old, which it's funny, just broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it said future millionaire. So that, like that was her thought about it. Like she was always setting me up. She knew she says it to me this day, Brian, and she always said it. She's like, "You're special." Mm-hmm. Literally told me this all the time. So of course, I'm my son's Brock and Brody. All every chance I get, I'm those always telling that badass names by the way. Uh, thank you, Brock and Brody. I thought about those names. I really dived into them. First, I liked the letter B. Uh-huh. I hope so because of Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, for someone who's dyslexic, I can't. The other letters are all. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I can barely see them. They're yeah. inverse. So me, B was always felt good. Yeah. And I wanted to give them strong, powerful names. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give them a little something a little different. So there wasn't ten of them in the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and my thing Great was always names. and I'm look I'm hoping to see it because we we I live in uh in Sachem School District. They're only a year apart. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that we could have them as inside uh, linebackers together. Mm. <laughs> 11th and 12th grade I want planning to, I want, I'm planning it just like I'm planning it yeah yeah and hopefully in 10 years this podcast is blows up Thanks, and you bring man. me you bring me back here when Brody and Brock are in 10th and 11th grade <laughs> and they're both all county all Long Island and I'll be at Sachem in the field freezing cold and I'll hear on the loudspeaker tackle by Brody Brody Carp and an assisted tackle by Brock Carp the brothers the Carp brothers you would be the happiest guy in the world oh absolutely 100% I'll probably be on the fucking sideline god Damn, that makes me so happy. That's so – and so now you're still heavily involved in football and stuff like that or not so much right now? Not so much right now because yeah. I'm so into this. Yeah, I'm so yeah, into yeah. what there's I only am 24, now. Like you said, there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah, we all have the same 24 hours. So yep. like I don't watch Sunday football. I don't keep up with what's what what's going on. Oh, you don't, watch, you don't watch Sunday football? No, I don't watch Sunday football. Really? I figured you'd be – Really? F- you kidding me? Come on. How long, <laughs> how long have we been talking? <laughs> How long have we been talking? I know, but what time gotta, is it? What time? You, you got to have some time. You got to have some time to indulge. No, 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 no indulgence at no, all. No, that's just I don't. You don't feel the need to. I, I don't enjoy that. I can't sit on the couch. Money needs to be made. I, I'm, a deal needs to happen. <laughs> a deal needs to. Uh, no, I mean that's awesome. I can't. I don't know. I don't. Sit, I, I don't watch football. So I. Yeah, or I barely and, watch I, and people all the time think that what it, that I, like Mister Football, Mister Long Island. All Long Island football, like like that's all I would do. I'm not really that into it. Not into it because you know deals have to be made, or just not into it because you're just out of the game right now. I'm out of the game right now. Uh-huh. I loved playing it. I loved hitting people. Mm-hmm. I loved winning versus the other person. Mm-hmm. But the game, yeah, not so much. Yeah, very interesting. So yeah, that Sunday football, it. not that much into. What do you do in QT? Quality time? Yeah. My wife will be watching a show. We'll, you know, Just hang out. Hang out with her, watch a show, whatever's on, mindless. But I, maybe I, I consume an hour worth of TV all week. Really? Mm-hmm. And that does include the News 12 that I go to bed watching every night. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which sure. I'm still waiting for their phone call to call me because they really need me as like their analyst. You know, they, Ask the Giant, they should be asking me as the guru. 
Why don't you just contact them? Uh, we've we've tried. They're they're uh, for some reason they're not returning calls. Mm. News twelve. That's all right. What about uh, Newsday? That's maybe. Maybe yeah. I'll just start my own news station. Well, you should. That's what I probably should do. Just start a podcast, dude. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. start a podcast. I'm just gonna come in on your podcast. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, actually, I could be, like, be like a monthly guest or a bi-quarterly uh, guest. Uh, I'm in, interested in that. We'll mm-hmm. speak after. Okay. Um, do you do you listen to uh, Deeper Pockets podcast? Oh, uh, uh, Deeper Pockets. It's not called Deeper Pockets. It's called oh, Bigger Pockets. Bigger Pockets. Deeper of course, Pockets. Bigger Pockets. I, I remember Bigger Pockets when there was like five listeners. Because I told you I'm the OG. Yeah, you you are yeah. an OG. So in, in this game, in this why game, why don't you go on their podcast? You kill it. They haven't called me yet. It's funny that have you I, reached out to them? No, I haven't. Oh, it's funny. Maybe after this one goes viral, you know, maybe they're going to be calling me. So you, it's actually kind of a big deal that I decided to come here as my first podcast. I feel honored. You should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I do feel honored, especially because you're an outrageously busy guy. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. As I'm as I'm the podcast gets bigger. I'm having access to bigger, bigger people. However, the the time frame in which I have to plan these is outrageous at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we'll book it in two months, three months out, right? Four absolutely. months out. I'm like, four months out. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive. Yeah, in four no, no, months. I, I know absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, who, like, who knows what'll happen? Yeah. I'm like, who's that busy? No, I'm booked a week, two weeks out. Yeah. As long as I put something on the calendar, yeah. we could always do it. Yeah, it's ironed. It. It's always ironed. Yeah, hundred percent. I tell people all the time. I go, look, you want to hang out with me? You got to put it on my calendar. Yeah. Like, you got to send me a text message and watch me put it in, or know that it's hey, date time. This is what's going on. Sounds great. We'll see you then. Yeah, because I have certain hours. I'm doing certain things. Mm-hmm. It's back to the routine thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Back to the routine thing. Yeah, very smart. Mm-hmm. That routine thing has got to be the most powerful tool you have. Yeah, I think it's one of them. I think it's that the work ethic. Yeah. Damn, that's I'm still I love the Brock and Brody story. I'm like it makes me so happy to hear. No, oh, you did a great job pulling that story out of me. You may be the first person to to, to hear what my game plan is for the boys. I, I feel honored now. Yeah, and I could see them. Like I could physically see them. I could see the night of that game. I don't know who they're playing yet, but I could just see them there. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I could taste it. Like you could taste it. <laughs> It's going to be a good It's going to be, be a good they, they, they better keep me in the stands because they don't want me running on the field tackling anybody. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. And I love how much energy. What do you, what's your recipe for energy? Uh, no carbohydrates. I just went over to that, and my energy levels have been through the roof. Carbohydrates are the devil. So you don't eat any bread? I don't know. I'm very strict with my diet. Just like, like Thursday nights, they, the reason I can come in here and do that, it's two, Thursday, right? Thursday. Thursday yeah, okay. Yeah. The reason I know where I'm going to be on a Thursday <laughs> uh-huh. is because Thursday nights is my night to work late. So mm-hmm. I book appointments. I meet with clients. Mm-hmm. After this, I'm going to meet with someone. I'm very excited and hop hog. Um, I hope I still have energy. Um, I'm sure you will. I'm sure I will too. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I'm very re- regimented on my diet too. Mm-hmm. So my diet, s- certain days I'm eating certain things. Everything is regimented. Mm. So I know. So when you go to a party and stuff like that and they have carbs um, everywhere. On the you- weekends, I let myself live. Okay, good. good. It's all about moderation. Okay. Moderation. You got to live. Yeah. There's yeah. only, you know, we only get one chance at this life. Yeah. From what I'm told. Yeah. So, uh, Monday through Friday, I eat super, super clean, super, super low carb. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, I'll allow myself to eat. I'm, I'm excess. Everything I do is excess. So, Sunday nights, I eat, you know, all day weekend, I eat whatever I want. So, Sunday night, of course, I'm binging mm-hmm. because I know Monday morning, woo! Monday right morning, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock, the alarm's hitting, no snooze button, yeah. and carbohydrates don't even bring them near me. It's weird because I had carbohydrates not last night, the night before that, and I've, I've been on this now for about two weeks, mm-hmm. and I do a ketogenic diet. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with Yeah, of course I do. And um, 
you know, I do the ketogenic diet, and I had I had a uh, I had breaded chicken cutlets, mm-hmm. and it was like the only thing I could eat. Like it was the only thing around, and I was like, all right, you know, I'll have a breaded chicken cutlet, and it was weird because the next morning, I was like, I had snooze button. Hit, I never hit that snooze button that many times. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. like I, I was like, what is going on? Oh, with I, it? I, I, I and. You didn't feel you felt bad about you felt bad about yourself. Yeah, you feel yeah. It you, goes back to it. Just it's a super negative cycle, right? You just know? like going to the gym. Like I, I don't miss the gym. It's rain or shine. Like I, my wife's like, it's snowing out. You're sick. You have the flu. The boys are up all last night. Monday morning, I'm going to the gym. It's time to do chest and back. There's no <laughs> argument. It just has to get done. It's not something that I'm. Oh, am I going to do it? It's, that's just the routine. That's yeah. It's just got to get done. It's got to get done. Got to get done. So good. I'm excited for you. I'm sure you're going to lose uh, some serious weight. I'm already down like six, seven pounds. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and the, awesome. I, and, the, and I don't even care. Like, yes, obviously I want to lose weight. But like the the energy level is just like I was telling I was telling friends the other night. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to bed at midnight. And I'm like, let's keep go- like, yeah. why are we stopping? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Like, and and the I just bought uh, the Headspace app. I don't know if you're familiar with it. So it's meditation. If you, if you don't meditate. Uh, no, meditation is the next thing happening. I'm telling I'm calling it. It's going to be huge. What do you mean? In the world? In the world. Yeah. It's going oh, to be crazy. Probably. I believe it. 100%. I'm paying $15 a month for this goddamn app. And it works good. You like it? Oh, my God. I might need your help to meditate. Dude, just download the app. It yeah. walks you through everything. I, I can't clear my head. It never stops. All right. Yep. I'm in the same boat. The uh, like the other night I was laying in bed. This has now happened twice that I was like, "Let me stop and meditate." Usually I'm just like, "All right, you know, yeah. I'll just try to roll over until I figure it out and fall asleep." And the other night I put on, uh, I bought the app and I put on uh, what was it? Sleep music, ten minutes. Are you a good sleeper? I rocks out all yeah, night. Yeah, me too. I'm like, uh, oh. but it's getting to sleep. That's the hard part. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, unless I'm unless I've had like a physically exhausting day. Mm-hmm. So you can't shut your mind off. No. See, it's uh, I'm lucky. I'm blessed with it. I could sleep anywhere, anytime, and I could just turn all day long. Mm-hmm. I can't sit still all day long. There's a million thoughts in my head. Uh, but as soon as I hit the bed, unconscious. Like you I, don't I, use, do you use your phone in bed? No. That's no, exactly why. Of course not. No way. As soon as I walk into the bedroom, I plug it in. I set the alarm. I put it on silent. I turn it upside down. Mm. And I'll never – in the middle of the night, if I get up to go to the bathroom or the boys wake up or Jess needs me to do something, I'm never looking at that phone because I'll wake up and there's 18 emails, 18 text messages. And then you go through them and <sighs> – that Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just affects you, that thought. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. No, that's that's one thing I, one thing I definitely want to do um, is get into the habit of – actually breaking that habit of, you know, I'm in bed. No, don't look at now, it. Now phones don't. Like I, I don't Off even want to take the phone in bed. You Off know, limits. Yeah. Off limits. And me during the day, my, my phone doesn't leave my hand. No one's more on what's going on than mm-hmm. me. But as soon as I hit the bedroom, upside down. I'm working on because. Uh, but what if somebody like your mom needs you? Oh, call the house. I guess called call Jessica. Call the house. Well, yeah. I had one of my rentals. We had a pipe break that break at night. But what am I going to do? Yeah. What am I really going to do? Am I going to run out there and and fix it? Call the Call the plumber. Yeah, call the plumber and send me the bill. Yeah, I had, we had one of our two families that in the middle of the night, the tenants were fighting like cats and dogs, threatening each other. You know, someone's got a knife, this, this, and this. And um, my wife's like, oh, tell them to call us. I'm like, don't call us. Call the cops. Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. True. We have a house phone, which I don't know the number for. And uh, <laughs> call, 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 my, call my wife. What, what am I going to do? Really, yeah. that's, what it, that's, that's what it is. That's what it comes down to, yeah. yeah. And I got to turn it around. I got to shut it off. Damn. Yeah, that's that's one thing I want to do. But 
going back to the sleep thing, I put on sleep noise, 10 minutes. Good. I was out cold. Like, and I was like going to bed and I'm like, I got to get up. I just got to do things. Like, I shouldn't be in bed right now. And it's like 1230 in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, if I don't go to bed in the next half oh, hour. Oh, yeah, I remember. I, I remember that feeling. Yeah. If I'm like, if I don't go to bed now, then I'm not going to function and like, tomorrow. I'm going to have two hours of sleep and stuff yes. like that. But you know what you learn? You don't need sleep. Yes. When and, you eat healthy. Yeah. When that, you eat like shit. Because I was eating like shit in December and and prior for like the last like three months. You, you just sleep is the greatest thing in the world because you just feel like shit all the time. Right. The thing about what was I going to say is that I figured out I didn't need sleep is when before I got into to real estate, I, I, I was bartending. I was a big into bartending for years. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, big into I didn't it. Know bartending. Cash business. Yeah, love yeah, it, dude. The, it's the greatest thing in the world. If you got a good personality, you could talk it up. I made great money in it. And this is before I really dived into real estate. I was probably just finishing up college and I doing construction and I would work all night. I would work like a Friday night or I work mm-hmm. a Thursday night. I would get out of the bar at 4 a.m. and I'd have to go into the construction. I would drive right into the city and work construction all day. And then I just realized you don't need sleep. You, know, you, you really go, don't. You can go a day or two without sleep. Yeah. So once you know that, that at the end of the day, all right, so you get three hours of sleep, you'll catch up. Mm-hmm. I'll catch up when I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just catch up when I'm dead. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, well, I don't want to miss something. I don't want to miss this life, what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got those 24 hours in a day. That's it. I'm going to take advantage of those 24 hours. For sure. So diet's huge. I, and I think you're going to change it. Something else I just started trying, and I, I can't tell you if it's good or bad yet, mm-hmm. but carbohydrates are the devil. We cut them all out. Yeah. And then I just started, No sugar either, I'm assuming. No, nah, no sugar. Yeah. Lean meat. Lean protein. Yeah. Protein. Vegetables. Vegetables. Yeah. That's it. And then you start once you start working out, do you work out? I do. Okay. I Just do. start working out in the morning. Yes. Got to work out in the morning. Yes. You can't have a bad day if you have a good workout in the morning. Yes. That is 100 uh, maybe not 100% true, yeah. but that's but like 95% true. 90% room cuz you can handle whatever comes in. Yep. And you feel good. You feel good all day. It releases endorphins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely one is. of the recipes for success. Mm-hmm. But what is your other thought on um oh my other thing that I just started trying mm-hmm. is called um it's uh, intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Intermittent fasting. Yeah, I don't eat for like 20 hours a day. Yeah, so I've been, I just started doing that. Uh, I've been trying that. So I'll let you – I'll see yeah. if I no, – uh, For 16 no, hours, I don't eat, and then uh, eight hours, you can eat. And then the next level they're saying is 20 hours not eating and four hours eating. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm all about I, – I, I like – I like uh, just like you were saying, oh, you were eating bad in December and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's no fun to eat every meal bad. It's more fun when you deprive yourself of things. Yes. Like, I like that. Yeah, because it's a reward. It's a reward. Uh-huh. Like, I love tonight when I get home, there's going to be a gorgeous bacon cheeseburger. There's going to be fries and there's going to be wings. My next, my last. No po- bun. No, there's a bun. I'm eating the bun because it's Thursday night. Thursday night, I allow myself to eat whatever I want mm. because all week long, I was, I was like a monk. I eat super clean. <laughs> and then Friday morning, I go back to super clean. Uh-huh. And then. Friday, Saturday night, and Sunday, I'll do whatever I want, within reason. Yeah. And once you start eating clean and shrinking your stomach, like you, you, you yeah. can't even. Do you drink? I do drink. A lot or not really? No, it's a no, no I, I drink. I, I do enjoy my cocktails. Okay, good. I do. Good. I really do. Beer or? Beer. Liquor? I'm a beer guy. Okay. No liquor. No liquor. I gave up shots 10 years ago, just like I gave up the alarm. Nothing good comes out of shots. Yep. Right? No, no, you're, you're 100. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. I mean, other than good stories. Yeah, but if you don't remember them. Like, I was never the person who wanted to get drunk. Mm. I like to enjoy the alcohol, enjoying having fun with the everybody, social the social yeah. environment of it. Yeah. The, the shots were never for me. So I gave those up 10 years ago. We should put together the stuff that I gave up 10 years ago. 
Probably the amount of stuff. Amount of stuff, but I think it's good stuff for uh, good stuff to know. Yeah, no, I, I believe the alarm it. clock shots. Anything else you could think of? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We got to keep diving. We got to keep diving. That's your job. I'm just to, that's all this your stuff job out, to pull this stuff this is, out. This is crazy. Just like Brock and Brody uh, middle linebackers at Sachem. Oh Sage my god, man! Brock, 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 Brody, Brody, Brody. <laughs> I don't even know if it echoes, but that's just how. <laughs> I don't know how to make an echo, but, but I, like I can it. see it's a night game. I don't know if Sachem plays a lot of night games, but it's definitely a night game. That's so they funny. Do. Okay, dude, that's uh, dude, that's so. I, I, I can't believe how regimented you are in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And then, so so now here's another question. What if, uh, I don't want to say there's a curveball thrown in, but like what oh, if yeah, there's no, I'm something. Not good. I'm not good with this curveball. <laughs> like I'm not, if my wife, if my wife calls me in the middle of the day, it's like two o'clock and there's a, there's a problem. It's not good for me. Uh, yeah, it throws you all off. It throws me all really off. Yeah. But like, what if you have to add something into your stack of stuff? This is this is almost like me going to see like a a, a psychiatrist, you know uh, a psychologist, a psychologist. This is, is good for me. I don't, even I don't know. know. This is good for me. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, it really is. <laughs> so yeah, because I, I just realized that I'm not good with that. I'm not good. No, with that. No, but that's fine. Uh, you got I'm very regimented. You know, because it's almost like I don't know the name of the movie, but it's like it, my wife's. We've been together, I think, twelve for 15 years you better not show her this after you say that no no i know i know cut that out please can we cut that out over here Um, i'll see what i can do okay good but she it took her a little while to realize this but she knows on she knows uh martin luther king day is this monday coming up Uh okay um one of my friends uh has a wedding anniversary and we they had a big wedding and it was a destination wedding and they're celebrating it again and they're going to mix sorley's in the city oh yeah it's famous bar My wife knows not even to ask me to go there because they're going on a Sunday night. And Brian Carp on a Sunday night is not drinking alcohol. No booze. Nothing. Not on a Sunday. I won't even touch it on a Sunday night or Sunday during the day because Monday morning I got to get up. Now, Friday and Saturdays, absolutely. You want to go out, have some cocktails, enjoy yourselves. I'm all about it. So you won't even entertain the idea of No, because she knows Monday morning I'm up. You're already at the grind. I'm already at the grind. Yeah, they're probably going to get home and you're going to be at That's fine, yeah. So she knows not even to ask me, which I love about her and appreciate about her because she just knows me. And it's taken years to know that. Mm-hmm. Just like she knows Mondays I'm not going to have a carbohydrate. Don't ask me to get order a pizza pie. It's not happening on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it's, don't even think about no, it. No, don't like, even think about it. Even, it's it's, it's taken years. Like she knows if it's, if it's a blizzard outside and LA Fitness is open and it's a Monday because that's one of my gym days, I'm going to be there. If I even I gotta walk there. Going to Patchogue? No, no. Uh, oh. I live in Lake Grove, so okay. I go to Lake Grove one, okay, which is okay. beautiful. Um, that's so, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I kind of take over. No, so, no, no. I, I love, I love the story, man. Like that's why I have this. I don't have it. Like everybody listens. Everybody who listens to this knows my story mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, this is episode what episode number is sixty-five. It? Okay. Yeah, so I'm getting up there. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, sixty-five. My, that's you know good. what? I'm gonna make a goal right now. Hundred episodes this year. 100 episodes. Yep. Okay. You're going to do 100 episodes or get to 100. I'm going to No, no, I'll get to 100. I'm not worried about that. I'm going to make 100 this year. I like that. I'm going to make 100. You just got to break it down. That's how goals work. Yeah. So how many weeks you're in a year? I need to do 52 two podcasts, two yeah. podcasts. Two podcasts a week. That's I it, get baby. a week off or so. That's it. This week just do one cuz you got me here. <laughs> this could be an extra long one you uh, can chop I gotta, it up. Actually, I don't want to I don't want to spoil any surprises on the air. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell it to you off air. Mm-hmm. But if all goes well and nothing comes up, I have a pretty impressive guest tomorrow too. Oh my god. So I'm pretty I'm, I'm I'm actually a little disappointed that you're bringing it up on my podcast. Do, do not be <laughs> like that. Um no, you have no idea. It's 
it's very weird because obviously life happens. So mm-hmm. I can't say anything. Like I don't want to say anything because yeah, then no, no, absolutely. It jinx, it'll it sure. jinx it or you know something will happen or whatever it may be. You know I've had plans and plans with a bunch of people and then it's like oh it snows outside can't yeah. make it or whatever it is work happens life happens whatever it no may be. No excuses with me. I was coming here. This was on the calendar. Th- that we that, did move it a little bit. We moved we, it a little yeah, bit. but that's fine because I had so I had uh, an appointment that I needed to get in. But absolutely. I, I was coming. Yeah, no, I love. I it. was coming. It was in the I calendar. hate. It, this sounds crazy, but I hate when people confirm meetings. Like, if I planned this shit with you two weeks ago, I will fucking be there. Yeah, 100%. Unless there's Excuse some... my language, but No, no, I'm, so, I'm trying not to curse either. Yeah, yeah, As I said to you in the beginning, I only once in a blue moon curse, and it's like an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be there. Rain or shine, 100%. Yeah. If we plan this thing in three months, I will be there in three months, on the date, on the time. I'll be early, because I know it's planned. I was early. Yeah. I said I'd be here at 5. I was here 10 to 5. Yep. 100%. The, uh, yeah, I, I, I hate... That's actually one of my biggest pet peeves I've realized, is I hate when people confirm meetings. It's like, did you plan on not showing up? Well, you mean just the act of confirming and not yes. showing up? Yeah. Oh, I know. No, no, not not showing up. Just why do you have to confirm? We booked it. Just tell me if you're going to cancel. That's oh, all I need to oh, know. Oh, the act of them calling you to confirm. No, yeah. we mean you didn't confirm this. They, no. You sent me an email, actually. Yeah. Which Did you notice how rapid fire? You sent it to me. It's you almost are like, It's almost like me and you were in the same room. Yeah. You were the best. Uh, uh, fa- I don't know how you got to answer that email so fast. Mm-hmm. I answer emails that fast, and I expect nobody to answer them for yeah. that fast because I live on this devil device yeah but, i know it is it is a devil oh it's a satan yeah it's satan but it's satan's working but uh mm-hmm. yeah I, I it it actually aggravates me when people don't answer my emails right away yeah because hey listen newsflash we all have iphones and smartphones i know you got the email yep why are you taking so long to answer absolutely I'm with and you then and my biggest thing is not even why do you take so long to answer you're gonna forget well i mark them unread okay good or reread the only annoying thing about text messages and why I think text messages get better responses mm. is because you look at them, you have to respond. You don't always have to respond. But then you forget about it. I never yes. want to forget about it. Yes. That's one thing. I've, I, that's one of my other big pet peeves. I emailed somebody or text somebody. They read it and then they forget to answer because yeah. something else came up. And then the funny thing is some people, I guess, don't know, but they, they, there's uh, something on the phone that says read. So I'm yes. like, this, is, <laughs> this guy read the email. Yeah. Yep. So yep. the, you got to respond. No. Yeah, I need an answer. I need an answer. Yeah. I know. I, I need it now. <laughs> I, need, I need it right now. I need it now. It's actually funny because if I need somebody, I will text them first before I call. Like I'll be like, hey, calling you in five. Yeah. Be, like, I like that you didn't leave me a voicemail because uh, you you appreciated that I wasn't going to listen to it. Who, me? Yeah. You text me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no. called me to set this yeah. up and then you shot me an email mm-hmm. and then you sat me, you sent me a text. Hey, I tried to call you. Good. Don't leave me a voicemail. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm I don't. just go like that with it. Yep. I don't, yeah, I, 90% of voicemails I don't listen to. Mm-hmm. Just no, call it's me. great. Just contact uh, me, send me an email, let me read it, whatever it is. Because if it's a voicemail, I'm just going to be like, all right, sounds great. Um, totally forgot what I was doing. I'm about efficiency. Let's be efficient. Let's mm-hmm. be efficient with our time. That's that's another big thing. You have to be. I have to be. You have to be. Especially when you are a hustler. I try to be a hustler. Mm-hmm. No, I think you are. Especially Thanks, this buddy. diet thing. I think it's going to be big for you. Uh, I'm going to check in on you in like a month. Fasting? I want to see what it is. Yeah. No, I just want to see where you're at. Yeah. I. It, the, the, the other thing I like about the intermittent fasting, and I think that I'm getting more of a profound effect than you may because you already eat super clean, mm-hmm. is my focus Yeah, is like razor sharp. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's like seeing the world through a whole new yeah. lens. You, you know, here's something good for you, and I was going to bring it up before, something I do. It's called apple cider vinegar. My mom does I take that a shot of it every morning. Which <laughs> voodoo. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, no, no. God, it, I guess oh. I like torturing myself, but uh, it's. Gotta, I wonder if that breaks intermittent fasting. It okay. does not. I've already uh, 
we've already looked into it. Thanks, Robert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we've already looked into it. It does not. Okay. And good. Uh, then I wanted to make sure Robert wasn't lying to me and trying to ruin my intermittent fasting. So I put it. I threw it into YouTube, and someone had a video telling me that they did not. Well, everything on the internet is true. It? Of course. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. So it's not? But see, for <laughs> someone, who, someone who can't read, it's such an amazing feeling. I used to have to say, Jess, Mom, can you read this? Find me an article about this. Now I just throw it into YouTube? Mm-hmm. Like, it's unbelievable. Oh, dude. I tell people now, and this sounds absurd, and as we cl- we're closing out the podcast soon, mm-hmm. but I tell people now, I'm like, what's the point of going to college? Like, there's college is almost useless at this point, and nothing to – Degrade college, but you could learn ninety, probably about five percent of what yeah. you need to know in college online. Listen, I, I'm not a huge fan of college. Mm-hmm. The thing that I did realize, I did realize about it, and I was only blessed to go to college mm-hmm. because I was uh, gifted in athletics mm-hmm. and got a scholarship. I probably would have never gone to college. College matured me. Mm. You mature in college. Did I learn anything? No. And, and no disrespect to anybody, I learned how to manage my time, manage – I, I tried kind of like a business. Yeah. You know? Got to get work done. Got to get tutors. I needed people to help me with stuff. So it matures people. That's what college mm. does. I like that. A hundred percent. I like that. The uh, That I do agree with. But I'm like – I see people all the time. Even my little sister. She's like, ah, you know, I might go away to college. You know, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm like, what are you thinking? She's like, oh, I'm thinking about Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about like – I'm like, do you understand how much this college just cost? Oh, I know, I know. I go, you're starting off with 200 grand in debt. Oh, I'm with you 100%. And then she's going to go out and try to get a job and make 30 grand a year. Yep. But that kind of brings us back to something that we spoke about, but we didn't dive into. There's, why is there a stigma about salespeople? Like, salespeople are some of the most successful, wealthiest people in the world. You have to. You, you have to be. Yeah. Well, well one, you're not going to make it. You'll, it's either, I've realized that sales is feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Either you will die. In trying to become a salesperson, or you will you will thrive. Yeah, there's very few people that just do okay in sales. But it's fun to know that if real estate died tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would just sell something else. Yes, like that's what's so amazing about it. I just choose real estate because it it, uh, it has big commissions, but I could sell anything. Yeah. Oh like yeah. Tomorrow morning, real estate dies. I'm I'm gonna just make some phone calls and either start another business mm-hmm. or I'll just go start selling something. Mm-hmm. And you can make more money than doctors, lawyers, which society says are the head of honchos. The, yeah, head yeah. honchos as a salesperson. Yep. Like, isn't that amazing? I love that. That's what uh, I love. All the school. No disrespect, and I, I, we need doctors. Some of my best friends are attorneys, but all of this school, just like you said, mm-hmm. two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just go out there and hustle it. Yep. I think the key the key to sales is you can't be tied to the outcome. What do you mean? So you can't be tied to the outcome in sales. I speak to a lot of people and I pitch myself a lot of times and not everyone says yes, but you can't let that hurt you. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I go to I go to Sandler training and a little plug in for Lee. Um I don't, have you ever been to Sandler or heard of Sandler? No. Okay. Great stuff. And they teach you in one of the things they teach you is your identity and your role. So as a salesperson, your role, you know, I, hey, you know, you're not for me. You know, maybe you're not the the real estate person for mm-hmm. every single person in the world. Right. But that's fine. Like, it's not going to stop you. It's not going to stop them. They're yeah. like, you can't let that. You can't take that home and be like, oh my god, no, absolutely. Sue, Sue didn't like me. Oh my no, god, no, I'm I'm absolutely. not going to be the best thing in yeah. the world. You know, you can't have that. And 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 in sales and and some of the success that I'm having now is seeds that I planted ten years ago. 
Mm. You know, doors that I knocked on 10 years ago and the people, either I stayed in touch with them or they remember me or they see my signs. Mm-hmm. So that that's what yeah, I your love. Your signs are everywhere. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Brand. It's all about the brand. I'm yeah. building the brand. That's what it yeah. is. It's funny too because I never – I mean I only just recently got inter- into – or instant interested in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was talking to Mike, Mike was like, oh, you know, Brian Carp. He's like, his signs are everywhere. I'm like – Dude, if his signs were everywhere, I would see them. Literally, he said that, and all of a sudden, and and there's a name for this, and I forget the exact. There name is. I know they it. say about cars when you're going to yes. go buy a car. Yep, you yep. see it everywhere. Yep, and uh, and now it's like, up oh, there's Brian, up oh, there's Brian, up oh, there's Brian, up oh, there's Brian, and then the and then it's like, up oh, on my phone, there's Brian too. That's great. That, with, that's with my his, goal is with to his be two cardboard people. My goal is to be in front of you all the time. That's, that's what it. you have to. That's what all brands do. That's, that's the brand. I want the Coca Cola. Like I want to be the Coca Cola because once I have the brand, the brand that everyone trusts, the brand that everyone loves, the brand that everyone feels comfortable through, I could run anything else through that. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, if I decide to open up an IT place, yeah. I have no clue. I don't even know how to use my iPhone. <laughs> I could run it through the Brian Carp brand. Yeah, that's and I'm the brand. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, someone that is trustworthy. Someone that does what he says. Someone who's going to hustle and work his ass off for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been always my goal is to build the brand, build the brand, build a, a household name. Not to say that I'll ever get out of my areas in Long Island, but at least have a household name. Yeah. Built yeah. on all hustle and grinding. Nothing, nothing else. Yeah. Blood, sweat and tears. Blood, sweat and tears, knocking doors and people saying no, 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 no. That's it. Yeah. No, for sure. There's, there's no doubt about it. You are the definition of true hustle. I appreciate that. I love for it. Sure. I did hustle before it was cool. I feel like it's cool now. Entrepreneurship it is really, cool now. That is. Why do you think that? We'll end on that because well, that's a great way to end this. Why do you think entre- entrepreneurship and hustle is cool now and it wasn't then? I don't know why it wasn't cool then. I don't have the answer to that. Mm. But um, you know, you look at some of some my parents, your parents. These people hustled. These people worked. Yeah. You know, these people worked. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 every generation wants to be a little bit better than the last generation. My parents grew up in the projects. So it's yeah. Th- this cool. is the I got the best life in the world. We're in the best country in the world. This is the best time in the world. Like it's amazing what's at our fingertips. Like I'm just happy to be alive at this time. Oh, it's good. It is. Be grateful for it. Oh, I'm great. You got to be grateful for it. Oh, absolutely. You got to be grateful. I don't. I actually did a soul a whole podcast on being grateful. Really? I don't think that people are grateful enough. You know, they're not people. It, oh, it, if it's not instant gratification. It's instant gratification. It's forgotten tomorrow. I am so every day. I wake up so grateful. I think about my house. I think about my kids. I think about what I've built. Like that, yeah, you got to be mentality. grateful of that. Yeah. Oh, you have to be, and you, you can't ever rest on your laurels. But you got to be super, super grateful and humble about everything you have. Because this yeah. is, you know, just think of this: the the job you have. Like this is great. Yeah. No, right. You're definitely right. And tomorrow's <laughs> Friday. Like, what's better than that? Not much. No, everything's great. Thir- I love Thursdays. Thir- I'm a big fan of Thursdays. Thursday just has a great feeling to it. Mm. I might like Thursdays better than Fridays. I like the lead up to the weekend. Mm. Right? Yeah. Sometimes when the weekend happens, it's, you know, I'm working. Nothing changes for me. <laughs> All the days are the same. But, you know, it's a little bit more family time, which I enjoy. But Thursdays, I like their- I've always liked Thursdays. Mm. I like that, man. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, man. How do people find you? How do they find out about you? Uh, they can always call me on my cell phone or uh, just put Brian. I was going to say, be careful with the cell yeah. phone number. You, you could just put Brian Carp into Google. Comes right up. I come right up. Uh, www.soulbybrian.com. 
Or just put Brian Carp into Google. Stellar looking gentleman with little little hair. Less hair than me, which is That's it, baby. far and few between. That's it. <laughs> Trying to keep it nice and lean. <laughs> keep it nice and lean for 2018. Listen, I really cannot thank you enough for having me on the podcast. Hey man, thanks so much. I'm, thank you for taking time out of your day yeah. to come hang out with me. No, no, absolutely. The, uh, I'm, I'm super stoked, man. Yeah, this, it, this it was a great. pleasure. This is a big time studio, 65. Yep, number that, 65. That's huge. That's huge. I hope, I hope it's a big time one. Who knows where this can go from here? You're not. We should think about it. We should just think about it. Brock, Brock, Brody, Brody. <laughs> I love it. All right, brother. Thanks so much, man. Thank you so much. All right, till next time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I really appreciate it when you guys subscribe, listen, uh, mainly listen, but uh, you know, you want to help it out? Subscribe. You're, you might learn something that you never knew before from somebody else. That's that's the best part about the show. You're always learning. So uh, hugely appreciate if you do. As always, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. You can find out the latest and greatest information going on there. I'm doing some major website changes and stuff like that currently to give you guys some more feedback. And you can kind of put pictures into people's faces. And it'll help with a lot of different things. And I'm in the process of hopefully incorporating show notes as well on this, which is going to take a lot of time. But I'll get it done for you at some point. Just got to find that time. We only have 24 hours in a day, as Brian said. I'm trying to make it all work. And last but not least, go check out Read Resumes. Maybe now's not the time that you're ready to move a job, but get it done before you are. You don't want to be scrambling last minute. You want to make sure you have somebody that's really going to go through and put the care and effort and really emphasize who you really are as opposed to scrapping it together on Google Docs or on Microsoft Word and you're filling out a template that's not really going to define exactly who you are. A really well-made resume has to be done by a true professional. And that's why you need to go see ReadResumes.com. R-E-E-D Resumes.com. Ron's a stellar dude. He's got a CPRW, Certified Professional Resume Writer. Just an absolute beast when it comes to that. Last but not least, Nerds That Care. Thank you so much for sponsoring another podcast. If you're looking for help desk support... You're looking for outsourced IT, IT support because your company can't afford an in-house IT person. These are the people that you call. If you're not sure on what choices you're going to make with your IT infrastructure or where you stand and where you need to be for the future, these are the experts you call. And they care. They're going to make sure that you get the right price. They're going to make sure that you get the help you need. That is exactly what they do. Nerdsthatcare.com. Can't stress it enough. Appreciate you guys for always tuning in. And until next time, peace.